been a while. Yeah, you know, it's been a good little break. Um, no, I mean, what are you trying to say, Bill? <laughs> is this a? Is this not? Is this a? It's not you. It's me. Hey, can you guys hear me? I can, Sammy. How hey, are Sam, you? Sam, we can hear you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna come to you in like three minutes because John and I we need to talk about ourselves for a few minutes. <laughs> Sounds, <laughs> like you're, good. Sounds like you're breaking up with me, Bill. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a big show lined up for you tonight. Not one USA Rugby 7 star. We've got two USA Rugby 7 stars joining us. Up and coming, Sammy Sullivan and two-time World Rugby 7's Player of the Year, Perry Baker. So stay tuned. It's going to be a good one tonight. If you're not already following us, go ahead and give us a follow here on Twitter, on Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby major league rugby and more and then do us a favor share the show with your friends it's a lot of fun it's easy it's it's late hours for the east coast uh right around drive time for the west coast to so tune in your car over dinner whatever uh the more the merrier share the love go ahead text them right now and if you text them right now let us know dm us get up here and speak and if you text them and if they get in um i think we might be able to work out a rugby morning t-shirt for you i haven't told Fitzy that so we'll get you something nice or we'll mention you on the show uh, also, this show is being simulcasted on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you are on those platforms, you're not able to actually ask a question live like you can here on Twitter Spaces, but you can DM on those platforms, and we'll try to get your question on on the show at least. And again, jump over to Twitter Spaces, and you can join in the fun with me and my co-host, my co-host, host Fitzy. How's it going, Fitzy? I'm doing well, Bill. It's good to hear your voice. Everything going well on your end? We haven't done this in, what, like two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this little uh, sinus surgery, which was a lot of fun, and I, I asked him not to mess with my my vocals. He said, "Well, you know, any good voice guy knows you use the stomach, <laughs> the diaphragm." <laughs> so uh, that was kind of a slap in the face. Not the nose. That never that made sense hurt. to me because you don't breathe out of your stomach, right? Like, am this, I am I am I missing I, something here? I don't. At least I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of things we got to talk about really quick. We won't talk about DC, New England, because that's for a different show. Big news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys uh, escaped that one. <laughs> barely. I know. I, I went back and finally I was at the game and I couldn't see that forward pass and or, or off the head, which ended up being called a forward pass, but <clears> until <throat> the TV. Pass. Yeah, crazy. Um, uh, but good news for our listeners and for Fitzy and I, uh, we've been nominated for Best Rugby Podcast. It's the first nomination for the show. Uh, Eagle-Eyed Rugby Podcast was nominated last year. Fitzy, we've got some heavy hitters that we're up against. I mean, the the, rug, the rugby rap down in Australia, the rugby pod with it with uh, England international Andy Good, uh, uh, you know Jim Hamilton, Andy Rowe from New Zealand. Uh, it's going to be tough, but uh, I think we can get a few votes, right? <laughs> Wait, are you, are you sure? You sure they got that right? You sure we're included in on that? Well, they did send me a list, and we're on there. Wow, uh, also, okay. <laughs> also, there's a rugby referee podcast, so uh, I think we can we might be able to beat them. <laughs> you know, I I think you know it's a lot. It's only a few minutes into the show, but Fitzy, I think we need to get into it because I think these two guests the other day have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Uh, let's move on to our first guest. We we said hello to her a minute ago pre-show. You know, she I believe she lives by that motto: uh, "This will defend," and I'm sure she lives by it just as much with her teammates. Let's all welcome USA Rugby Seven Star Sammy Sullivan. How are you? I'm so good. Um, I've been, you know, a little sick the past couple days, so haven't been at training recently. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing great. Otherwise, so first of all, and this is this is this is uh, well, you know, obviously, first of all, thank you for sharing your valuable time or your sick time. Uh, 
All right, here's the toughest question of the night. And I think we already had it answered because we've been talking to you and I see your new Twitter handle, which you just set up for the show and for future. I, I was told Sam at one point, Sammy another point. What do you prefer? Yeah, so ever since I started playing rugby, my first coach, uh, Bill LeClerc, was the only person in my life to call me Sammy. Yeah. Um, so in the rugby hemisphere, everyone's just called me Sammy. I went by Sam pretty much until I was 18, but now I, f- I feel like Sammy's stuck pretty well, so we'll go with Sammy. Nice. I, I, th- I, was, I was afraid, Fitzy, she was going to say, my friends call me Sammy, and then she said, but you guys can call me Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, if we're talking nicknames, I want you to stop calling me Fitzy. How about that? Uh, what do you Ooh. want? Uh, is this a friend thing because Free Jacks beat DC? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see how it is. Okay, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sammy, let's let's jump into it. Let's get into the meat of this discussion. Let's talk about uh, USA Sevens. Let's just jump right into the standings uh, for USA. Uh, third in the standings, eighty-two points, uh, two points behind second place Australia. Not far at all. Uh, you've had an incredible run on medal finishes in, in five tournaments, but with this incredible run, and it's odd asking this question, but is a bronze in Vancouver a disappointment or right on track? Um, I definitely say bronze was, uh, it's never a disappointment to medal, obviously, but because we had beaten Australia in Hamilton and we knew we had that in us, um, we were pretty disappointed with how the semifinal went. Uh, but like Naya said, um, in her kind of post-game interview, once that semi semifinal ends and you move on to the, that that medal game that's your main focus and obviously the only the only games you win to get a medal are the mm-hmm. first you know gold medal and bronze medal so felt good to win um you know that medal obviously but we were definitely a little disappointed knowing um it wasn't our best performance in the semifinal. getting into the 2023 season you know again a silver and the four bronzes you know what is it? What what's what's the coaching staff and what are you guys working on to get over that hump and get that gold this season? I think what we've uh, been working on, you know, we come back from the tournament and come in for these training blocks moving into further tournaments is how how do we beat these powerhouses of uh, New Zealand and Australia? Obviously, two amazing programs with very uh, different styles of rugby. And I think the biggest thing is um, both Emily and Zach, our coaches, have been working to kind of create this American brand of, of rugby for us because we're not trying to play like Australia. We're not trying to play like New Zealand. Um, and I think that framework that they've they've put in place for us are the tools to beat these teams. It's just a matter of us sticking to the framework in the game. Um, So we have all the tools we need. It's just kind of going back and seeing, you know, how can we clean up um, a couple of penalties, um, unforced errors, errors, things that uh, people have always said, like you need to play a perfect game to kind of beat these teams. And and we're definitely capable of playing a a near perfect game. Um, It's just a matter of kind of cleaning up some of those things and sticking to the game plan. When Zach was on uh, with us a while back, actually Steven. um, Nope. Hold on. Ben. Ben Pickleman. Ben Pickleman, was it? Yes. Thank you. I'll get it right eventually. (laughs) Uh, He was talking about training with the squad and how, how coach would have him play as certain players against you in these in these trainings is that ringing a bell 
Yes, yes, that's a that's a big part of our training. Actually, uh, we we very lovingly call them the dream team, um, <laughs> but we get you know players like Pinky, uh, Zach Test, um, strength yeah. and conditioning coach for the men. Um, Josh Schnell has also been a part of the the illustrious dream team. Um, but it, it's super helpful to get these guys who are obviously very knowledgeable in the game, extremely fast, to kind of get out there and play a very similar game to. Australia and New Zealand um, because you know defense wins games so yeah we definitely have had a couple of practices against the dream team um, and it's extremely helpful. Sammy I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of your some of your teammates Um, you you were the youngest on the team at 24 years old right and I think Ariana Ramsey came in at 22 was was there a kind of a a slight sigh of relief even if just for a moment that you weren't the, the youngest anymore out there? If I'm being honest with you, I, I do kind of enjoy, I've always been the baby in my family. So I, I'm pretty fond of being like the baby of the team in a way, you know, getting getting away with being a little more goofy, um, you know, on the team bus and things like that. So I it was kind of a disappointment, really. Um, <laughs> But no, it's it's been awesome having Ari back with us. Obviously, she went to the Olympics, so it, it really wasn't like bringing a new player on. Um, but definitely, definitely a bit of a different experience now, not getting to be the baby of the team anymore. I love that answer. We could still still be the baby of the team. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and I mentioned that also <laughs> because when you first joined camp, you know who was the first to welcome you to the squad? Who was the one to put their shoulder, put their arm over your shoulder, and possibly take you under her wing? I'd say I'd say it's that's honestly probably the hardest question you'll ask because I was really nervous coming onto the team obviously it being the highest level of rugby and thinking it was going to be a really cutthroat environment but the the culture on this team is is a very welcoming welcoming one and it it'd be a tie between I'd say uh Naya Naya Tapper Nicole Haverland um Alona Mar was definitely up there. Chetta Emba. I mean, I, I felt extremely welcomed, like kind of from day one by all these all these girls. Um, but definitely Naya and, and Nicole were, were kind of the big, big ones to kind of put me under their wing and, and show me the ropes a little bit. Yeah. So listen, uh, listeners, we'd love to have you come up here and ask questions of our guests. We have Sammy Sullivan from USA Women's Sevens on right now. Later in the show, we'll have Perry Baker from the men's squad, obviously. Coming up, you can request in the bottom left of the Twitter Spaces app, uh, and you get up on here on stage with us, and we'll have you ask a question. And right on cue is our friends over at Scrum of the Earth. Excellent. Uh, Ms. Sullivan, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. It's super exciting. What a great surprise. Thanks for taking my question. Am I okay to call you Sammy? Yes, definitely. Please. So I've become a huge fan of yours over the co- course of especially this current HSBC Sevens tournament. And, you know, as a viewer, it feels like you and the rest of the Eagles just get stronger and better every single match. It's so much fun to watch. Um, a couple of things that stand out as a viewer about your game are your tenacity and your strength. You just have this uncanny knack for getting all the way across the pitch to make plays on defense where I'm mm-hmm. like, how did she even get there? Um where do those qualities come from? Do you think you were just sort of born that way? Did you learn those things? Is it from being in the army? Is it from your family? You know, what do you think makes you the player you are right now? 
That is a great question. And I definitely would say probably my super strength on the team is just my, I, I just don't quit. And I may not be like the most skilled, obviously, but I, I always try to be like one of the hardest workers. And I'd say that definitely comes from my family. Um, my dad is still active duty army. Um, and my mom is one of the strongest people I know. So definitely seeing their dynamic and, and what they do uh, drove me. And then I think I had a little bit of a leg up being a twin. I do. I have a twin brother. So there was always a bit of a, a healthy competition throughout my entire life um, that I think we both just kind of push each other um, on the daily even now to just be you know, our best selves. Um, so yeah, so I think I think a part of it is just my family. And then another big part of it is I, I'm very driven by, um, you know, the love I have for my teammates, um, and my coaches, really the whole staff. And I feel like the way I show that love is is by showing that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to to make sure, you know, my team wins and my teammates look good. And, you know, if if I miss a tackle, like I'm gonna make sure I chase back that tackle the whole way to the try line. If, um, you know, so I'm definitely driven by that love for my teammates and, yeah, the my family was a huge part of it too. Oh, um, sorry, one last thing. How excited are you for the Hong Kong leg coming up? Um, I unfortunately won't be able to go to Hong Kong. I have some uh, military obligations during that time, but I'm extremely excited to wake up with everybody at all hours of the night and support the team. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Of course. Thank you. Bill, did you have a follow-up question? I wanted to mention that David from Scrum of the Earth, very nice costumes at the Free Jazz game this past weekend. I don't know how you pulled it off. <laughs> These inflatable leprechauns. If you're going to be a leprechaun, you might as well be inflatable. <laughs> we did it right, and he almost blew away in the wind a couple of times. I saw that. <laughs> Go ahead, Fitz. David, great questions. Uh, Sammy, you've uh, you've been watching you know some of these great veterans on your teams. Just a list a few of them. I mean, Naya, Thomas, Kelter, Lauren Doyle. Assuming you've been watching the USA Sevens teams over the years, what does it mean to you to see your name next to theirs out there on the pitch? Oh, I, I've definitely been uh, watching those girls ever since I started playing these women. Um, and it means it means more to me than I think they'll ever know. Um, I mean, I, I grew up watching Naya highlights on, on World Rugby and Chris highlights, whether it was the 15s World Cup or just on the series or the 7s World Cup. So it's, it's an extreme honor. Um, the, one of the main ones I'm excited to see my name by is Alona Marr because we actually played against each other in college and she was always my least favorite player to play against because <laughs> she's just impossible to tackle. So I'm definitely glad I'm on her team now. Same thing with Kayla Kinnett. She was always so shifty in college and I just I despised playing against them, but playing with and for them now is is so awesome. Sammy, you uh, you stole the answer from my next question. I was going to ask you who who are you glad you're not lining up against, um, and you're glad you're on your team. But it sounds like you already answered that question for us. Yeah, <laughs> add to that list uh, Chetta Emba and Alev Kelter, both also next to impossible to tackle, um, but great great to practice against. Sure. Well, I guess just to, to revise that question, then is there anyone currently on the World Seven Series when you go up against them where you're just like, Ooh, this is going to be a tough assignment. 
Oh, definitely. Um, the first names that pop into my head, obviously kind of playing on the edge, are Maddie, Maddie Levi, Michaela Blyde, um, you know, the big names um, on the series. Faith Nathan is always one I have to worry about because we're usually lined up against each other. Um, Amy Lee Murphy Crow, just kind of, you know, the speedsters that you think of on the series. Portia Woodman, definitely. Uh, when she came into the game in the final in Hamilton, I was like, great. Glad I got moved to wing right as she came in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. But um, again, kind of similar with um, how it feels to have my name next to the t- my teammates. It's also kind of a massive honor for me to play against these girls because, again, like I, I grew up um, – in this sport emulating these players and and wanting to be like them so it it sucks going against them but it's also a huge honor in a way and you mentioned an honor uh, or them as being role models for you and looking up to them uh which brings me right into a listener online here who uh who asked a question for you i think it's perfect right now uh he's listening but apparently can't really listen or can't ask a question but uh, life love rugby here on twitter asks, uh, my daughter plays in Girls Rugby Inc. She's on the autism spectrum and loves the culture of rugby being so welcoming. How it feel knowing you are role models for so many young girls right now in America who strive to be on a field with you someday? That is a great question. And it it still for me feels very surreal um, and and a little, you know, overwhelming at times to get messages from, from girls in high school, middle school, um, you know, just excited about what I'm doing. And I, I never thought growing up, I would get to a place where, where, you know, young women and girls would be looking up to me like this. So it, it's a huge honor for me. And it, it's honestly a, a huge responsibility as well. Cause you, you, when you think about, when you think about it like that, like gr- young girls are looking up to you and wanting to be like you someday, that means like you have to be a role model um, in your life and on the pitch, which is another reason why I feel like I, I work so hard on the field is to show like it, it doesn't take natural born skill to get to where I'm at. I, I started playing when I was 18. It really is just the love for the game. And, and if you want it, like you can, you can get it. So it's a huge honor for me. And I, and I still, when I get messages, just have to pinch myself a little bit. <laughs> no, Sammy, that's, that's awesome. And, and you started talking a little bit about your journey. I mean, you came to the sport at 18, right? Which is like late, but I guess it's typical, right? Of, of most Americans when they find the sport, right? College or something like that. But when did you start to have Chula Vista on your radar or a goal to get there? Was it soon after you started playing? Was that achievable almost immediately? Definitely not almost immediately. Um, my first my first ever game, I, I knocked the ball on like three times. So definitely wasn't thinking about <laughs> the Olympics or too. USA rugby oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my freshman year. Uh, but I think it started to become more of a goal of mine my sophomore year of college when my team, uh, what the West Point team for spring break, uh, took a, a training trip out there to Chula Vista to train on the field at Chula Vista, meet some of the players. Um, and so after after I'd been there physically for the first time and kind of seen, you know, oh, these, these girls get to play every day and that's their job. 
Like that's what they do for a living is professional rugby. Um, so I, I was taken aback and, and really started looking into it and then was invited for my first camp the following summer, that same summer. Um, so that's when it kind of became on my radar, but it didn't feel real until I got the official invitation from M to come out my senior year that that December of my senior year, which I, it still doesn't feel real that, <laughs> that I get to do this every day, but yeah, definitely came on my radar my sophomore year. Well, very cool. Well, let's, I mean, let's talk about the year 2022 for a second. I mean, that was quite the year for you, right? And you, you made your debut with the 15s program in June of that year. How have you been able to make the transition back from sevens to 15s and then back again? Is that easy to do? I wouldn't say it's easy because, uh, like you guys know, they they are almost completely different games in terms of um, pacing, uh, strategy, tactics. Obviously, you know, catch pass and, and tackling transfer over, but... I, I think I came in um, at a perfect time with the Sevens program after having spent so much time in the WPL and then with uh, the 15s program in New Zealand for a bit because this summer leading into the World Cup, um, M and the team like really decided to bring it back down to kind of basic skills in the beginning of the summer, especially coming off like a big break for the rest of the team after the last HSBC series. So for me, it was kind of a perfect transition, just getting getting back into those basics and then really kind of stepping stones, getting back into the framework and, um, you know, how the team operated. So it wasn't, it seems like it would be a crazy transition, but because of the time I came in with the team, uh, it was, it was kind of perfect. So looking back at last year's rugby world cup sevens, um, lost to France in the bronze medal final. We want to talk about that. Uh, but you made the <laughs> USA rugby squad, um, even before playing in an HSBC World 7 Series event. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to mention that because that's a really impressive <laughs> note. I mean, that's impressive, right, Sammy? Oh, I, mean, I, I, I... I'm not asking you to pat yourself yeah. on the back and anything like that, but, I mean, that's tough without really getting on that big circuit and showing who you are. I mean, you obviously had some uh, stuff before that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we... Uh, we were scrimmaging against each other. We, we scrimmaged against the Rhinos uh, Rugby mm-hmm. Academy out here. Um, so there, there were a couple opportunities for me to kind of show my skills, uh, both against my teammates and then, you know, other teams. But, I, yeah, I, I was very taken aback when that list got sent out um, that I'd made that team. So uh, it, it was a surprise <laughs> to me, just as I'm sure it was a surprise to a lot of people seeing um, a rookie on that list. Well, well, you wore the uh, uniform uh, proudly for all of us. I appreciate that. So, uh, real again, listeners, uh, we got about six, seven minutes left with Sammy Sullivan from USA Rugby Sevens. Uh, coming up, ask a question. You can do so by requesting the bottom left of the Twitter Spaces app or the Twitter app. Coming up, ask a question. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Fitzy and I got some more. So let's talk uh, a world-class athlete program. And before I get into that, I, I do want to say thank you for your service. We do appreciate everything you do. And, oh, thank and you. Everyone else there does. But with the world-class athlete program, it offers, you know, all members of the army an amazing opportunity to compete uh, in, in an, in an Olympic sport. So 
other than that, for those who are not familiar with with this program, tell us about the program and what it's meant to you. Uh, yeah, so the World Class Athlete Program, or WCAP, um, it, it means a lot to me because I, for me, it's just an, another opportunity for the Army to kind of show the, the caliber of soldiers that we have in our forces um, because all, all the WCAP athletes go through basic training. If you're an officer, you go through, um, you know, officer school. And I think for me, WCAP shows that every soldier um, has the opportunity to be an athlete. And we have amazing athletes, even not a part of WCAP within the force through all army teams. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the all army rugby team, but yeah, so oh, yeah. I, I've really enjoyed my time in WCAP, and I think um, the opportunity for soldiers to go to the Olympics just kind of it furthers that American pride, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's a super special program. Yeah, back when I was playing, no Fitzy, and I can get into it. I'm just mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> um, back when I was playing, we um, a long time ago, we we faced all military side, we faced Army side, etc. Extremely fit, but didn't really play the game very well. I'm assuming that's changed quite a bit <laughs> when you joined the program, joined the Army program. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I think it helps to like both West Point and um, ROTC is definitely producing a lot more rugby players these days. Um, so still a very physical physical side um maybe yeah. not so much a, a tactical side but yeah definitely both the men's and the women's program have been um I, the women's program have won the championship three years in a row for army so wow. pretty awesome and one more question about about this program uh or or yeah about the program on your profile page there's a quote at the bottom it says fight like you're the third monkey on the ramp to noah's ark and brother is starting to rain. I'm assuming <laughs> you're the one that added that. You know, what does that mean to you? Um, that means that quote is special to me. One, because I think it's hilarious. And two, um, just because I think it encapsul- encapsulates like my my determination. And I think it, it just shows to me, again, it what what success is to me is hard work a lot of people don't get to where they're at in success. Like you look at successful people and you wonder what they do and they just do the hard work that, that others don't want to do. So I think that that quote kind of to me means as long as you're the hardest worker in the room, you're, you're going to get on that arc. You're going to get what you want to want out of life. So yeah, I love that quote. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. All right, let's go to the listener, our uh, No Flop Sports uh, guest. Thank you, Nick. How are I'm you? I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you for putting this on and us getting to listen to Sam and Perry tonight about their rugby experiences. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Of course. Sam, I just had uh, one uh, important question for you I've gotten to ask some people. It's uh, women's rugby is not very big, especially at the younger level where you know young girls get into it. Some are afraid of the contact and all that, but if you had the opportunity to speak in front of a room full of young girls, what would you say to them about the sport of rugby? That's a great question, Nick. And I have heard you ask a couple of players that on your uh, live. Um, And what I'd probably say to them is, the first thing I'd say is, uh, how many soccer players do we have in the room? And how many of you get way too many yellow cards 
well, you're in the wrong sport. Come play rugby because <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly the boat I was in. Um, but I'd say I'd say to them that I've played a lot of sports. I played basketball, soccer, um, softball, baseball growing up, and I have never felt sisterhood like I have felt on a rugby pitch. And yes, it can be scary. The contact can be scary at first, but when you learn how to do it properly, it it only intensifies that bond that you have with your teammates that you're willing to put your body on the line for them um and i'd say i i'd kind of appeal to their their inner um you know tomboy and say if you want to play a sport that's exactly like like the boys it's all the same rules come come play rugby which was another huge selling factor for me joining the rugby team um but I think it's just about putting putting that confidence in their minds that just because they are girls doesn't mean they can't play a contact sport. It, we allow like young boys to to play Pop Warner when they're seven. Like I don't see why people don't have a problem with that, but they would have a problem with with women, young girls playing rugby. So I think it's just kind of more of a confidence thing than anything. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Thanks, Nick. Great question. I think we've got time for one more. Sam, if we can slip this in. Uh, David from Swim of the Earth, I think you were way far away. Hey, back again. Um, Sammy, this is so great. Uh, you've already talked a little bit and given us some insight to players you, I don't want to say intimidated by, but you were just, you know, <laughs> nervous going up against. But there also have to be players that you just think, okay, that person's doing what I want to do. I can be her one day. So, you know, 162 years from now, when you finally hung up your boots <laughs> when somebody starts to write the sentence that Sammy Sullivan she's a lot like who do you want to be the answer to that you know the who, who do you want to finish that statement who's somebody that you consider yourself a comp for or hope to be I don't I I definitely wouldn't consider myself currently a comp for her at all but I'd say the player I look up most to on the series right now and I'd I'd hope to be like one day is Michaela Blyde just because she oh, yeah. she encapsulates like everything that a rugby sevens player should be in terms of speed, power. She's got the step. She'll chase anyone down. She's got great tackle, great rugby IQ. And you can just see it on her face when she runs. Like she's running with a purpose and confidence. And I I think if if anyone were to ever compare me to Michaela Blyde, I I could proudly hang up my boots and, and never play again. Um, but yeah, definitely Michaela Blood from New Zealand. Great answer. Thank you so much. Sammy, we'll get out, we'll get you out of here on one final question. I've got to ask a hundred meter sprint. Who is the fastest player on the women's sevens team? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to get in trouble for this because <laughs> it, oh man. Oh man. Cause jazz would definitely beat Naya in like a 40. And and Ari would probably beat both of them. In terms of a hundred meter, I'd I'd probably have to give it to Naya just because she's she's tall and fast. So for repeatability, she'd probably win. But I'm probably gonna get in trouble with Jazz for saying that. <laughs> and Naya's got the, the the strides. She's got long strides. Yeah, she's got the stride. <laughs> but that's been a topic of debate on the team for a while now. So maybe we'll get a solidified answer at the end of the season. Yeah, probably so. We'll have to have a, a, a runoff. Maybe after you're feeling better in Toulouse, there'll be a pre-match uh, sprint, uh, maybe 100 meters. So how about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> All right, Sammy Sullivan, thank you so much uh, for your time. Again, I hope you feel better, and we're looking forward to seeing you in Toulouse. Thank you guys so much. Have a good rest of your night. Cheers. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, that's Sammy Sullivan from USA Women's Sevens. Hey, fans, thank you for tuning in to this replay of Twitter Spaces at USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. That was just the first half of the show. Be sure to check out the second half as well and previous shows here on the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live podcast on your favorite podcast player. Now, go check out the other shows.